Are you anxious right now? I mean, really take stock just for a moment. I'd like you to question where your anxiety level is currently residing. Now, certainly, you're probably not anxious based on waiting for my new podcast to come out. You're probably not anxious about what the show's even going to be about. I'm talking about things that are a much deeper level of anxiety. Some of those base level needs that could potentially be stripped away from you. I mean, think about this. How anxious are you on a scale of 1 to 10 as it pertains to being able to live the life you ultimately desire? How anxious are you right now about getting the job that you want, having the relationship that you've always sought after? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five psychologically based exercises to help you better understand and process your anxiety. Now, in order to understand this, I think it's very important to take a look at what anxiety is, right? And without having a clinical definition, because I'm certainly not a clinician, but what I'd like to share with you is just different thought processes around anxiety, right? If we, if we look, anxiety to me has always felt like a, a certain level of fear and worry, Right? I'm, I'm fearful that I'm not going to have enough money. I'm worried that my wife is going to leave me. I'm afraid that this bad outcome is going to come. And these are real things. Right? As I'm sharing these with you, these are thoughts and anxiety-creating issues that have been present inside of my life based off of past experiences. Now, certainly some of my past experiences were based on my own volition and some weren't. Right? Having someone of importance leave me if I go back to the unscrupulous days of dating multiple women and doing things that were inappropriate, of course, that's very cause and effect. I caused that to happen with my actions. But that doesn't give credence to something with my wife right now. Like there's no actual validity to the thought that she might leave me unless, of course, I do things that would cause her to want to leave. But what's fascinating is that anxiety, I don't really get to choose. And... The conversation could be had, of course, that you can choose every thought that you have. And while I could believe that to a certain extent, it's my actual more internal belief that the thoughts that enter our brain are not able to be controlled. Moreover, the way that we allow those thoughts to take root, we have control over. Right? I, if the sun's very bright and I walk out and, the, and it, it blinds me, I can't necessarily figure out how to not have the sun be in the sky. What I can do is I can shield my eyes. I can put on sunglasses. I can walk backwards to my car, whatever the things would be. And I believe our brain works much the same. Now, I want to also share something. And that's based off PTSD. Right? These exercises are things that can help you move through anxiety. However, I'm not stating the fact that these would help solve PTSD or that they would even be appropriate. Same thing with things like eating disorders and other more traumatic issues. This does not replace any sort of professional help. Right? This is, this is sharing things that I have seen work in a personal development space that are backed up with psychological research. And so 
as I look at anxiety and we, we are admitting to one another that we all have anxiety, we all have fears, we all have things that could keep us stuck, what becomes most important to me is then what do we do about that? Right? To sit there and dwell on the anxiety would be a fool's errand to me. Right? We'll just keep getting more of what we think about. And so what I have done instead is come up with a series of processes and procedures to help move through this anxiety and feel better in the moment. The very first thing I want to share with you is to keep a fear and worry diary, i.e. a journal, present. It's part of my optimized eight daily living that I believe that you, I, and every person you know should have a journaling component to their daily rituals. And I actually don't even fully believe that it's daily. I believe it's a morning ritual. You know, you take the work of Robin Sharma and his 5 a.m. group, and you take almost every ultra-successful man or woman I've ever spent time with, and they all say the same thing. They get up in the morning, and they kick ass for themselves before they leave, before they leave their house, before they get to the office. They do things that they know they need to do for themselves. I believe wholeheartedly that having a journal is part of that. But maybe a subsection of this journal for you could be something more based around the fear and worry that you have. What this will allow to have happen for you is you'll be able to get a sense of which situations are particularly triggering for your anxiety. This would be not only an active diary, right, a journal. This would be, you know, of course, short notes of what you've been doing or what's been going on during that day. But you could also then keep a separate track of your various anxiety levels as they persist throughout the day. There's some really cool apps that are out there in this space that I have no affiliation with. I don't have a link. I don't, I don't get referral credit. But there's the SAMA app. That's S-A-M-A-P-P or Pacifica. Both of these two independent apps will do a great job in helping you track things for yourself throughout the day. And you actually set a period for yourself. You can set a, an amount of time in which you want to track and monitor something. So let's say it's three or four weeks. You can actually begin to lay them side by side in this app. And you can start to see which days of the week you have the highest anxiety. Then we can start to pull back some of the layers and figure out, well, what causes that anxiety? And then from that standpoint, what do you do to create a new environment that would have less of that trigger? Inherently, this is not life-altering information, right? It's tracking and monitoring where you're at, creating systems and processes around how to get more of what you desire and less of what you don't. However, the majority of the people that I come across simply don't have a system or process for their life, let alone business. It so happens on this show that I'm leading into things through personal development, and I'm doing that because I truly, again, believe at the base level of all of us that if we operate as higher quality individuals with systems and processes that put us in power and control of our own lives, it makes the scalability in business exponentially easier. It makes our relationships simpler to maintain. It makes our body easier to serve us. And it makes our connection to a higher power even stronger, right? Because we have these things in place that allow us to progress forward. So I must ask you right now, be honest. Are you tracking and monitoring anything with ruthless conviction and consistency? Now, only you know what that means to, to yourself. But for me, ruthless consistency 
There's going to be daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly things that I am tracking. I'm not hopping on a scale every morning and writing down my weight, but I am hopping on it once a week. I do monitor what I put in my mouth and what I eat every day so I know the calories that I bring in versus the calories I burn. So that's a daily track for me. I track and monitor and hold myself accountable to the optimized date, something called the observation tower and something called the frame on a daily slash weekly basis. I can tell you how many times this has happened. I do that because without having empirical data in front of you or in front of me, how in the world can you make a good decision on how to shift towards what you want? I'll answer it for you. You cannot. No matter where you're at in the world right now, listen to this show. If you wanted to end up in Miami, Florida, you would have to have some freaking idea where you're starting. We get spoiled in today's technology with most cars and our phones all having GPS, right? Global positioning satellite right on them. So we don't even have to guess where we're at. We don't have to pull out a map. And it's made us lazy in our daily habits. You're not tracking where you're at now. So how in the world do you think your life is going to change? I'll tell you, there's a good possibility. It's just not going to. If you're not willing to do the small things, don't expect the big things to ever come. And as I get off my soapbox and then dive into the second exercise, it would be to rate situations, right? Just like I asked you to do at the beginning of this show. You're going to want to rate the things that trigger you consistently. So again, something that is going to be important. So you rate them on an arbitrary scale, 1 to 5, 1 to 10. There's no right or wrong answer as you do this. You just share what feels most appropriate to you in the moment. And more specifically, I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and you're going to rate them on a scale of actually, I'm going to pick 1 to 100 about how much anxiety you might experience from these situations. All of these various data points will be available at OptimizeLifeShow.com. If you haven't been to the site, I'd appreciate if you stop over. Not because I get anything from it. It's a completely free resource. But because it provides you valuable access to the transcribed show as well as a value-added PDF to take away the lessons that I'm sharing with you and help you implement them. Why that matters. I'm a statistical data freak. And as I look at the life optimization tests and I see the results that have poured in from all over the world at this point, the majority of people listening, you and myself included, are visual learners. We have a heightened visual component to what it requires us, what we require to retain information. So while listening to my words might be soothing to you for you to actually have some sort of impact, you're going to need to visualize it as well. Do yourself a favor, head over to OptimizeLifeShow.com. If you haven't created yourself a login yet, do so. Again, it's completely free. And then you'll see the next 30 or so questions that I have for you to rate your anxiety. Right? So to start with something as simple as ordering at a restaurant, a crowded public restaurant from 0 to 100, how anxious are you about that? Then seeing a spider. Maybe talking to somebody you know. 
One that was tricky for me for a long time is number four. That's looking directly at your eyes in the mirror. How about giving a presentation in front of a large group? Maybe petting a horse. How about giving an answer that you know to be true, but let, let alone having to speak out in front of your peers? about talking to someone that you don't know all that well? Maybe asking a store clerk to look behind the counter for something. Right, there's a long list that will all, again, be available on OptimizeLifeShow.com. There'll be a total of 40 or so questions, some getting into deeper amounts of trauma. Just simply rate them and be aware of how traumatic or anxious you feel with those. Now into the third exercise is more of a physical exercise. Because anxiety, though not necessarily always, is typically paired with some sort of physical sensation. Right? Sweaty palms, accelerated heart rate, shortness of breath, sweat on your brow, right? We have a we have a response that is triggered inside of our body. And so we want to rate the following physical exercises on how often you experience them, how impaired you might feel, and then on that scale of zero to 100, right? Things like your rapid heartbeat, exhaustion, sweating, nausea, lack of appetite, dizziness. List goes on and on, and there's going to be about 20, maybe 25 of those that will be found over on OptimizeLifeShow.com. Knowing that some of this is speaking to you right now, there's an incredible resource that I want to share with you that will impact the way that you process anxiety. And it's not only what I'm sharing with you right now. But the Human Potential Institute is known for creating systems and processes in your life to allow you to no longer feel as anxious. I do have a link that I get retribution for, compensation for, and that is humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimized. That's humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimize. Go there and just take a look around. Right? There's no expense to look at the site to gain some more information and some knowledge. And there's actually some incredibly valuable resources on there as well that are completely complimentary. Dr. Mark Atkinson and his team have developed what I believe to be the foremost authority for personal development training and just making yourself feel better as an individual. So whether you want to become a coach of some capacity or you just want to live your best life, I would heavily encourage you head over to humanpotentialinstitute.com forward slash optimize for more information. And if you're someone that is listening right now and that speaks to you, but you're not doing it, I guess we could say you're avoiding it, right? Well, avoidance is another exercise that we should look at. You know, we all have to avoid some things from time to time. But in the case of anxiety, you probably are avoiding some things more than others. So how often would you avoid the following things on the scale of 0 to 100? Things like making a phone call or public transportation, Telling someone you like them or love them romantically. Asking store clerks for help or maybe even trying to learn a new skill. 
All those things will be found over on OptimizeLifeShow.com. Now, the fifth part of the exercise would be to keep a positive achievement journal. Now, this is a a great trick that's used by not only psychologists, but also cognitive behavioral specialists. And I encourage all of my clients, one-on-one or in a group, to, to do something before they go to bed, every night without fail. It's to write down the three wins you had for that day. And I don't care what went on in your day. I don't care how poorly your day was executed. If before you go to bed, you can reframe your mind to find three valuable things that you did for you that day. And maybe it's you simply made it to work and home safely. Maybe that's the biggest thing you did that day. Maybe the rest of your day was just a complete abomination. But certainly you woke up that day, so that's a positive And more than likely, if you're falling asleep, you have somewhere to sleep at. Maybe those are your three biggest wins. Nonetheless, those three wins matter. And so when you write them down on a consistent basis, it helps. So it's going to take a little while, of course, to turn this into a habit. right? I don't even like the word habit. I like rituals. I believe that anything that's habit-based is decent, But habits can be broken. Rituals are very difficult to shake off. And so we get into that 90, 120-day mark. Then things become ritualistic for you. No different than more than likely waking up in the morning and brushing your teeth. Hopefully showering off your body. Wearing clothes throughout the day. These are rituals that now you have a set cadence to achieve. I would encourage you to have this have the same importance as that does. A large problem, as I view it with anxiety, is that your brain is actually set to panic and worry. And so when your brain is set to panic and worry, right, it initiates that fight or flight response. And when that happens, you're quick to jump to negative conclusions. How impactful would it be for you to not jump to negative conclusions? What if you just thought of things to be more positive? This type of exercise where you write down the things that you've achieved and done well will not only help boost you long-term, but it will also give you momentary lifts when you need it because you can refer back and feel good in the moment. As I'm saying this, there's a good chance you're saying out loud, like, I just don't have things that I'm doing that are that important, right? I'm not getting that many wins. Set the bar as low as you need to. Like, literally, as low as you possibly can. It's an okay place to start. So we've got some rating that we talked about. We've got some exercise that we spoke about. But now let's look at what those ratings and exercises may mean. See any of the exercises that you wrote down, right? That scale of zero to 100. First pull out how many you scored over 65? If there's less than four or five, see how many are left when you score over 55. If there are more than 10, then see how many there are for over 75. Keep going until you have about five to eight statements. When you have that, I have a shocking revelation for you. You're going to find one or two common themes there. 
See, some of those prompts that I shared that are on OptimizeLifeShow.com are specifically aimed at social situations. Some are aimed at phobias. Some are aimed at achievement exercises. Others investigated trauma. Which of those pairings seem to be the most triggering for you? Now, as we look at exercise number three, right, kind of the same process. Not everyone is going to experience the same combination of all these variables. So you want to find the four that you rated the highest and then find a safe and appropriate way to lessen them. There's some things that we can dive into in a more intimate basis without knowing which ones are most traumatic for you, that if you go through this exercise and you find in the third kind of evolution, right? The third part of this would be the physical anxiety component, right? When you're sweating and you're nauseous and whatever the things would be. You take those largest ones, you take the four largest ones and then reach out to me. I would love to hear what they are from you. Just email me at ryan at lifeoptimizationgroup.com and to say these are my four most impactful or traumatic or anxiety-written responses. From there, I'll, be able, I'll share with you, gladly, complimentary, more in-depth information on how to handle just those. The fourth exercise, of course, is very close to exercise two. You simply want to rate them. You want to find something that's you know, between four and six, and you want to find common themes. And when you find common themes to things, now we can figure out ways around them. I find all this so fascinating right, that I'll sit here on the microphone. I'll spend 30, 45, 50 minutes getting ready for a show. I'll then share with you things that I know work. Like these aren't theories. Anything I've shared on this show is not, well, I think this works. It's I have done it. I have had clients do it. I might currently still be doing it in this moment, but things have changed. Things have changed for me and things have changed for the people that I work with. But yet I know statistically as I view the stats on the downloads that there's a greater possibility, I'll even say the greatest probability that you are not doing anything with this information. You listen to it, you shake your head, maybe you get excited, maybe I'm super fortunate and you share it on social media, right? Maybe you help me grow the show. But physically going over to Optimize Life Show and creating an account, it's a really small number. Physically then doing something to download one of the exercises is even a smaller number. And so if that happens, I have to look at how much do you actually want to get out of your own way? Because make no mistake about it, at some point in life, right, we'll, we'll call it taking ridiculous amounts of personal responsibility. But at some point, you have to look at your life and take actual stock that nobody else is coming to save you. Nobody else is to blame for the situation you're in. No one's going to hand you their magic wand to fix your life. If you don't like where you're at, you're going to have to do something about it. It's just how this works. And certainly, maybe these words inspire you to do something, but inspiration is fleeting, my friend. You can do anything for a day or two. Maybe you're one of the fortunate ones that can do it for a week or two, but what are you going to do that is for you in perpetuity? 
consistently? What are you going to do to better your life and move yourself forward? What are you going to do to put yourself in the position to stop saying, ah, if I only had this. And you know what your this is. If I only had the better relationship. If I only had a better paying job. If I only lived in a different city or a different state. If I only had different parents. Right? There's so many if I onlys in the world that I find it to be truly mind boggling. That the people that sit around and say, if I only had, or I can't do this because, are the same people that never will. And maybe that stings, right? Maybe that's one of those things that you don't like to hear. I have something even more impactful. If you're someone that doesn't like to hear it, it is because you are one of the ones that doesn't take action. Because those of us that find something that doesn't work in our lives and we realize the fact that it doesn't work and we certainly might have that pity party for a moment or two or maybe even a week, but then we seek out information to help better our position and then we take action on the information for long enough to pull us out of the position and move us to higher ground. And eventually that higher ground will also get boring, right? There'll be new problems there. It's been said to me before that new levels have new devils. And I truly believe that. It doesn't matter where you're at in life right now. There's one of two things are happening. You are either growing or you're dying. And so that means the level that you're at has another level above it. I don't care how much money you're making or how great your relationship is or any number of other variables that you could use to quantify how great life is. If you are stagnant, you might as well throw in the towel. I'm sharing this, of course, to push you to actually take action with the resources that I'm creating. But I'm sharing it more because maybe you just need to hear that you're actually worth it. That you're capable of a level of greatness you have no idea of. And you're the one that's in your own way. And it's time for you, my friend, to finally get out of your own way. The anxiety that exists by not having enough of something is nothing more than a lack of consistency, knowledge, and effort. There is nothing that I have found so far in the entire planet that if I wanted it, I couldn't figure out how to work smart enough, hard enough, and long enough to achieve it. It's from that very place that I'm Ryan Nidell wishing you truly unlimited success. <laughs>